going to describe some of the basics of heteriska, just really a rough understanding of how heteriska works. We know there is an iser in the Torah. One is not allowed to charge interest to another Jew. Uh, one is permitted and uh, obligated to charge interest when lending money to an, a no Yehudi, but when you, when, you're, uh, when, you, when you lend money to a Jew, the halacha is that there's a mitzvah to lend money. It's a requirement in the case of Talvet. Even though it says im, it's still a requirement a mitzvah to lend money, but nevertheless, one is not allowed to charge interest in Isra So the concept of heteriska can best be understood if we first understand what iska means. Heteriska means we have a heter to use iska as the way to lend money and get, get back uh, more money in return. But what, what is an iska exactly? So the concept of iska is as follows. Let's say I have a lot of money, but I don't have any idea how to start a business. And you happen to know how to run a business very well, but you don't have any money. You don't have the capital. So I'm a venture capitalist. So we make an iska arrangement, which is a concept that predates heter iska. Here's what happens. I don't want to take too much risk. I have money, but I don't want to uh, risk losing all the money. So I'm willing to give you $1,000. But the way I'm going to work it out is I want at least some of that money to be very safe. So the way we'll do it is half of the money is going to be a loan. And that loan is $500. I'm lending you half $500 as just a regular loan. And you're going to pay me back that $500. Whether the business does well or doesn't do well, it doesn't make a difference. And the other half is a picadon. The other half is an investment. I'm giving you a picadon to invest in that business, meaning you are investing on my behalf. You are working for me, and just like a, uh, uh, you know, people hire uh, other people to handle their money and to make investments for them, I am hiring you to handle my money and to make investments for me with the other half of the money. Whether the business succeeds or fails, the first $500 gets paid back. If the business succeeds, then not only does the $500 get, the second $500 get paid back, but the profits of the second $500 get paid back as well. If the business loses money, so then I lose out on that second $500. If the business goes bust and and everything is lost, well then I lose the entire second $500 and I only get the $500 back. That's the concept of an iska, where it's palga milva, half of it is with a loan, and palga picado, the other half is given as a picado, and I'm asking you to invest the money for me. What's the concept of heter iska? So heter iska means as follows. If you want to borrow $1,000 and uh, you want to get uh, all the profits and suffer all the losses from however you invest the money, but I don't want to lend money for free. If I lend money to a guy, I can charge, let's say, 15% interest. I know I can get 150 bucks for my $1,000. So I'd like to know that if I'm lending you this $1,000, I'm going to be able to get, to get something back. So I want to lock in a certain amount of profit. So you say, well, wait a second. Lock in a certain amount of profit when you lend someone money, that's ribis. That's the very definition of ribis. I'm lending you $1,000 and I'm saying, I want not just those $1,000 back, but I also want to guarantee that I get $150 additional in return. That's ribis. So how do we solve that problem? The solution is as follows. We enter into a contract called a heteriska, where I tell you that, uh, that I'm entitled to $150 of expected profit because I'm giving you this money as an investment, and I expect that you're going to that the business is going to do well enough that I will make $150 of profit that I'm going to get back. So yeah, that's great if it actually does. But what if the business doesn't do well? How do I get my money back? Well, here's the thing: if the business doesn't do well, I'm telling you that um, that if the business doesn't do well, yeah, I, you won't owe me the money back because again, it's 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 just an investment. And if the investment fails, the investment fails. But you don't have ne'emanus to say that the business didn't do well. You have to bring edim, 
or you have to make a shvua. I say something that makes it very difficult for you to ever be able to prove that the business didn't do as well as my expectation was. So we set the expectation in advance. I'm giving you $1,000. $500 is a loan that you're just going to return as is. The other $500 is a pikadon. But that pikadon you're going to use to invest for me. And the expectation is that that $500 is going to turn a profit of $150 over the next six months. And you're going to give me back of those $500 you're going to give me back 650 of the profit. Now, what happens if the business doesn't do well? That may or may not be true. I don't believe you, and we draw a contract that I don't have to believe you, that you're not given any namanos to say that the business didn't do well unless you either bring Adim, some, way, some ways of formulating is with Adim, or you take a Shavuah and a Sefer Torah. And both of those things are very, very difficult to do, and therefore you're always going to end up having to pay me the additional $150 because we're always going to work with the assumption that the that the, that the investment investment performed up to expectations. Now what if the business fails entirely and the whole place is shuttered down and like it's obvious that it failed? Still, part of the contract is that you don't have any namanos, that you're not hiding all the profits somewhere and that uh, you don't have any namanos that it's actually failed and that it actually went unless you bring a dim or take a shvoy. Now which is a better way to formulate that, Tariska? Is it better that we formulate that you have to they have to bring witnesses or that uh, or is it better to formulate that you're going to have to take a Shavua uh, in, in order to be believed. So either one would, would work because either one is enough to make the lender comfortable with the situation that he's going to get his money back because it, both are very hard things to do. Our minute is that we split it into two parts. Vis-a-vis the loss, we go with the highest level of birur, which is Aiden, meaning in order for me to believe you that the business lost money, you're going to have to prove that my $500 of initial capital is lost, that it's gone and that you have to prove with actual aid and that's the highest level of biru vis-a-vis the profits if you're claiming that it made money but not as much money as I expected in order to prove that you're going to have to not bring Adim you'll have to take a Shavua so that's the deal of the Heteriska so again, Palga Milva half of it of the thousand dollars I'm giving you five hundred dollars as a loan the other half, the additional five hundred dollars that's a Pikadon, that's for you to invest if it loses money you're going to have to bring Adim that it lost money, which is something you're never going to be able to do. And if it makes money, but not as much, you're going to have to take a Shavuah and a Sefer Torah, which is also something you're never going to be able to do to prove that it, uh, that it, that it didn't make as much money as expected. And since you're not going to be able to bring Adim or take a Shavuah and a Sefer Torah, you're going to have to end up paying whatever the expectation of what the business was going to make, because that's what I believe the business really made. Now, the problem with the, uh, with the Iska is even without a Heter Iska, just the very Iska agreement has a a, a fundamental problem, and that is that let's say I lend you money, and then I ask you, you know what, I lent you money, so do me a favor, go clean up my house for me, because I lent you money, I did you a favor, I lent you money, so in addition to paying me back, I want you to clean up my house for me, or I want you to run errands for me, or something like that. That's Usr, that's ribbons. You're not allowed to demand some service in return for a loan. You get your money back, you can't get anything else back. So what's the ISCA arrangement? I'm telling you, here's $500 I'm lending you. Now, because I lent you those $500, I want you to manage my other $500. I want you to take my money and manage that and go invest it somewhere. How, how do I come off asking you to invest my money for free? What, because I lent you money, you owe me that service? That's ribis. How am I allowed to do that? No, but the answer is, it, built into the heteriska is I'm paying you a fee 
for investing my money. Usually it's a dollar. A token figure, it's not Rebistar Rice, it's Rebistar Abundance, so we let it be like a dollar. So in addition to the $500 I'm lending you, you're doing me the service of investing my other $500, and I'm paying you $1 to do that. I'm paying you $1 fee for investing my other $500. Now that's one type of heterisco. The other type of heterisco is what we call Kulo Picadon, where you don't set it up where it's a $500 loan and $500 of Picadon. The whole $1,000 is a Picadon. All of it's just an investment. None of it is a milva. And it works with the same mechanism of that you're not going to be believed that it didn't make as much money as my expectation was unless you take a shavua or the, you bring you bring Adam. Same, same idea, except we just make the entire thing a picadon. What's the advantage of doing that? Well, the advantage of doing kulo picadon is that we don't run into the problem we just mentioned, that there's no problem of, of, of it looking like you're investing my money in exchange for me lending you money because I didn't lend you anything. The whole thing is in investment and you're allowed to invest my money for free if you want to do that. That's that's perfectly fine. That's not a violation of ribis. However, the, the downside is that, uh, that it's, it's, it, it could sometimes be um, unrealistic. The Post can point out that in order for a milva to be entitled to, let's say, $100, the business would have to bring in uh, $200 because we're splitting, you know, I put in some of the capital, you're, we're partners in the business. So, but with a kulo picadon, the milva would get his, his $100 even if the business only brought in $100 because I'm putting in all of the capital. And that's, that's a a little bit more realistic and, and less of a harama. The downside of, of Kulo Picadon, all right, the, yeah, the downside of Kulo Picadon is the guy's working for free. He's not getting paid for his efforts. And that, that looks like a harama also. Why would the guy work for free? Why would he not get paid for his efforts? So that's the downside of a Kulo Picadon. Our minute generally is to use Palga Milva, Palga Picadon, that we do half half. $500 are a loan, $500 are a Picadon. That's how we do a heteriska. So given this understanding of a heteriska, is there any situation? where you can't do a heteriska? If I want to lend you money and I want to get back more money in return, is there any time that we can't do a heteriska? Well, the whole idea of a heteriska is that we're partners in some investment, that you're making some investment with the money. Let's say it's obvious that there's no investment being made. You're using the money to pay rent. You're using the money to pay your electric bill. That's not an investment. You're not going to make any money off of that. So am I allowed to lend you money if that's what you're using the money for? So that the post can have a real problem with. That's a serious problem. Now, if you're using the money to pay a mortgage to, to buy your house, well, a house is a great investment. You buy your house and hopefully it goes up in value over time. So that could be viewed as an investment. But if you're do, using the money to just pay off debts or something like that, so some of the posts can say that it's very questionable to use a heterisk in that situation. Others say, no, you have other investments and you would have to liquidate those investments if, to, to pay your rent, if not for the fact that, you, that I'm lending you the money. So what's really happening is I'm lending you the money, you're using that money to maintain your other investments, and you're liquidating your other investments to pay your rent. And we view it as if that's what's really going on, so it's really all an investment. But again, that's at least debatable. Uh, another uh, detail that's important to point out is that the, 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 let's say you borrow money from Bank Lumi or from, you know, you know, from any Israeli bank or something, a Jewish bank. So they do a heteriska every single time. Every single loan is a heteriska. So generally they have what's called a heteriska klali. They have a general heteriska where it covers all of a person's uh, deals. I know I'm going to lend money and I'm going to expect a lot of money back in return with, uh, with interest. So I just make one big heteriska that everyone who gets involved in a deal with me is, uh, is, is, is covered by the, by the heteriska. So some posts can make about that, that you're allowed to do such a thing. Others said, no, in order for heteriska to work, we both have to be aware of the arrangement. We both have to be aware 
aware that this is being viewed as an investment and not a loan. I just have a heterisky in a drawer somewhere in my desk, and I'm just lending money. You have no idea that you're borrowing money with uh, with a heterisky. You think you're just borrowing money with interest. That doesn't work. That's not a real heterisky. So uh, some of the postkim are not so not so pleased with a heterisky but most of the contemporary postkim, when it comes to a bank, are makel. Why would they be more makel by a bank? You ever uh, borrow money from a bank? You ever have? Yeah, I, 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 I took a mortgage out. So when you take a, a mortgage, when you buy it, when you buy a house one day, you have to sign like a million papers. They have, uh, they just keep shoving papers in front of you. Sign here, 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 and you hope that your lawyer read whatever, uh, whatever was supposed to be read. But people just assume, you know, what this is done a thousand times. The bank has been in business for a long time. There are certain, uh, there are certain laws that they have to follow in the way they formulate their contracts. Okay, so mistama, it's all kadasu kadin, and it's all. So you just sign your name, and you, you, you're satisfied that probably whatever is there is, uh, is a, re- a reasonable way of doing business. So some of the postcom say that's the way it works with, uh, with Israeli banks. You borrow money from an Israeli bank, you take a mortgage from, with an Israeli bank, it's understood that of course they have a heterisca, meaning it's not, it's not a surprise to me when I borrow money that, there's, that this is viewed as an investment and it's a heterisca. No, of course it is. That's, that's part of the way of doing business and it's understood that that's part of the way of doing business. That's the basic concept, some of the very basic concepts of heterisca. Obviously it's a much more complicated sugya with a lot more details, but just uh, you wanted a 10 minute halakha so that's the 10 minute version, 13 minute version.